Welcome into the Backcourt Podcast, everyone. Here on Wednesday, May 10th, we've had a lot that has went on in the last few weeks since we've recorded. Very busy with finals and such, and just getting back down to Florida where my parents are at. So, haven't had a lot of time to record, but here we are. We had the NFL draft a few weeks ago. We also have the NBA playoffs in the full swing of things right now. And we even have some music with Jack Harlow's new album coming out, Jackman. And we also had Guardians of the Galaxy as one of the bigger movies of the year released a few days ago. Now, where we're going to start is, of course, the NBA playoffs. The biggest scoring events going on right now is the NBA playoffs. And right now, we are still in round two. All the series are still uh, going on right now. We have Knicks versus the Heat. The matchup that's happening right now, actually, as I record. And we have the Heat with a commanding 3-1 lead. And it's pretty close at halftime here between the Knicks and the Heat. But the Heat are showing why they're still one of the best teams in the league, even as an eighth seed. You have Jimmy Butler, who I would probably argue has been the best playoff performer this year after having one of the greatest uh, performances in playoff history, putting up 50-something points in a big game against the Bucks in round one. And overall, he's just been dominant um, defensively, offensively, playmaking, scoring, everything that his team needs he has been doing. And they are on the brink of making it to the Eastern Conference Finals yet again. It's kind of been them and the Celtics the last five years or four, five years or so, just kind of as consistent teams making it there. And of course, it's not just Jimmy though. Jimmy's obviously the biggest player here, putting up 33.5 points per game, uh, six rebounds, and five assists per game. Um, thir- almost 34 points a game is crazy especially in the playoffs where defense is much tougher he's shooting almost 40 percent from three 56 percent from the field it's just been amazing but you also have guys like kevin love really stepping up and pitching in you have shrews vincent lowry um, duncan you have all these shooters coming out here and hitting big shots for the heat and, yeah, they've just been looking really good, really good overall. Um, I think they're going to beat the Knicks. I think they're going to win tonight. If not, I think they'll win back to Miami for game six. And, yeah, um, very impressed by them. Definitely thought they were going to lose in the first round. And I was glad as a Celtics fan we didn't have to play them in the first round because that would be a scary matchup. But let's go to my Celtics now. Really disappointing game. Five in Boston. We were essentially blown out. It was, I think, it was like a twelve-point game at the end of the end of uh, end of the game. It was about twelve points, but it was not really close ever in the game. We made a little bit of a comeback at the end. Couldn't shoot. Didn't have any offense. Couldn't stop them defensively. Joel Embiid had maybe one of his best playoff games ever. Um, just. He just dominated the whole game. Not even that impressive for him. I think mean, he was like 35 and 7, which is obviously great, but he just he just hit shots when he needed to hit them. And when he tried to make a little bit of a run, he would score. 
it wasn't just him. Tyrese Maxey scored, I think, 30 points. Harden did his thing. While he didn't score 40 points this game, he definitely was playmaking, hitting timely shots. And even a guy like Tobias Harris, who has struggled, especially in big games for the Sixers, really showed up last night. And, yeah, I'm definitely nervous for tomorrow. Not a big uh, Philly fan, of course. As a Celtics fan, I really don't want them to beat us. That would be pretty bad and disappointment for the end of the season. But, you know, I think we're a resilient bunch. I think we can get it done. But it's all about executing. We have the talent. You just have to go out there, get the win, and go back to Boston for Game 7. Now, let's go over to the West where we have the Nuggets taking on the Suns. Nikola Jokic is reminding everyone why he is, if not the best player in basketball, one of the best players. He has been dominant. Uh, game four, they lost, but he had over 50 points. And now they're up 3-2 after winning game five. Uh, just so impressed by him. He makes the game so much easier for his teammates by getting them layups, getting them open shots, um, just playmaking, along with his scoring and rebounding. Um, truly one of the best players we've seen offensively in a very long time. And, you know, the Suns. The Suns have been performing at home. Nuggets have been performing at home. So if it goes like this, I think we're going to have game seven, and I think the Nuggets are going to close it out. I think home teams can win every game. But uh, the X factor, I think, is KD. KD's put up the stats, but... I'm not sure how impactful he really has been. I think he's got to have a KD-type game where he goes out there and puts up 45 points and carries his team to victory. And if they don't have that, I don't think they're going to win it. So I think it really comes down to him. Obviously, D-Books struggled last game, though. And we'll see. Awesome series so far. Look forward to seeing how that one ends up. Then we got Lakers-Warriors, probably the biggest names in this series. LeBron James, Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, Clay Thompson. But uh, Lakers up 3-1 right now in Golden State for Game 5. A big game. I think the Warriors are going to get it done. But, you know, it can't just be Curry. I think Curry's going to go out there and have an exceptional game. He did last game as well. Although... He didn't hit the shots when it mattered, and I will love Steph Curry, but I'm really hoping he has one of these playoff games where he hits a game winner than the game. Easier said than done, of course. Very tough to hit a game winner in the playoffs, but I think he'll get there one day, and uh, I think a lot of people, when they say he's not clutch, they don't actually look at how he plays in the last minute or two of the game. It's all about the last second shots, which he struggled with, I will admit, as a Steph Curry fan. But if you have a guy, last two minutes of the game, he he's amazing. Steph Curry's awesome last couple minutes of the game. Hit a big shot the other night, a little floater with like 50 seconds left. But you're going to need him to have a good game, which I think you will. But guys like Clay have to step up. Guys like Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins. I think Draymond's going to be there. I think he's going to have a big game. Excuse me. I think he's going to play make for them. But you got to have some scores show up. And Clay Thompson, I don't know. I haven't loved what I've seen from him. I've seen a lot of forced shots, a lot of um, just sloppy basketball from him. And I want him to be a guy that catches it, shoots, is not trying to do too much, not trying to force stuff. 
you know, trying to work off screens to shoot it. But he's been a little overaggressive, in my opinion. And I think it's really hurt them, personally. And Jordan Poole has, he had like zero points the other night. Can't have that from one of the guys that's supposed to be your sixth man off the bench, provide a scoring and playmaking. Um, yeah, guys are going to have to step up for the Warriors because AD and LeBron are playing really well. And they're just constantly having a guy step up, whether it's Lonnie Walker, Austin Reeves, Rui Hachimura. Uh, just all these guys are having good games. D'Angelo Russell. Um, every game, there's been one of those guys have stepped up, put up 20 points for him. So I think the Lakers are going to close it out. I think it'll be game six, I would guess. But I would love this game once, or the series once seven, because obviously Steph versus LeBron, really fun to watch. So another thing we're going to go over is they just released the NBA all teams. So. First team, we had SGA, Luka, Tatum, Giannis, and Bede. I disagree with Luka. Luka had amazing stats, of course, but his team didn't make the playoffs. And I think that matters in this voting. I think Donovan Mitchell should have made it. He also had great stats. Not quite as good as Luka, but he was on a much better team. Didn't have... As many looks as Luka did. Very ball-dominant player. And with a guy like Luka, that team has to make playoffs. And I agree in a certain respect that uh, this team's not very good around him, which I've said that a lot. I think he needs a lot more help. But at the same time, if you have Luka, if you just uh, got Kyrie on the team, you have Christian Wood, you got some good role players, that team's you got to make playoffs. you got to at least make the play-in. They didn't do so, so I don't agree with Luca making it. Some more notable guys, uh, Jalen Brown made second team, which I'm excited about because now he's eligible for the Super Max, so they probably won't leave us. At the same time, we're going to have two guys, Tatum and Brown, and we're making buckets of money the next couple of years, which could, could be problematic for the rest of our team, how we're going to construct it under the salary cap. But if we have those guys, I think we can definitely compete for titles or at least make deep playoff runs. So I'm definitely excited that Jalen Brown probably will be returning. All right. And now we have second team. We have Donovan Mitchell, like I said. We got Chef Curry. We also have – let me bring it up here. Mm-hmm. We have Nikola Jokic at the small forward. I guess they just do forwards for all NBA teams. So, yeah, we had Jalen Brown, like I said, and Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler, a little bit of a question mark for me. His team didn't do all that well this year in eighth seed. I love Jimmy Butler, but statistically, he's not a great regular season player. I mean, he's a great player, but compared to some of these other guys, I don't think his stats really stack up. So, I don't really agree with that one. Now, let's go to All-NBA third team. De'Aaron Fox, well-deserved. Great season for him. Damian Lillard, don't necessarily agree with it, but I get it. Put up massive stats on on a team that wasn't very good. Not necessarily his fault that they missed the playoffs. And you got LeBron, Julius Randle, and DeMontis Sabonis. 
Now, in my All-NBA team, I had AD on there. also had Jalen Brunson. And Sabonis was second team in place of Jimmy Butler. But I'm not, I don't necessarily have a problem with it. Randall had a great year. Sabonis also did. De'Aaron, I mean, it's such a tough list to make nowadays, especially uh, in regards to the guards in the NBA now. They're so good. Uh, like this list, of course, had to leave off Jalen Brunson. They had to leave off. Who's the other guy they'd leave off? Uh, I'm kind of spaced on who else. Oh, Jaw. Right. I had Jaw on my list. I had Brunson. And they went with De'Aaron. And they went with. Yeah, they went with De'Aaron and Damon Lillard. So maybe I left off Jalen Brunson. Anyways, it doesn't really matter. Shout-outs to those guys, and obviously there's going to be some snubs. But NBA is so stacked nowadays, it's really tough to make these lists. So let's go to the NFL draft now. Shift gears a little here. Um, NFL draft was about a week or two ago, probably like two weeks ago. And it was really fun. It was a very exciting draft. We had Houston moving up to three after taking C.J. Stroud to get Will Anderson Jr. Uh, a lot of people are saying he's the best player in the draft. So shout out to them. They definitely gave up a lot. So I think it was a good deal for both sides, Arizona and Houston. Bryce Young to the Panthers. You had the number four pick. The Colts going with Anthony Richardson. Um, and then we had Will Levis. Will Levis really dropped on the board. From what I've heard, his teams didn't really like him in interviews. They thought he was kind of cocky and did not interview well. So I'm guessing that's a big reason for his drop. And I believe he's an older quarterback as well, which a lot of teams look for potential. And when they look for that, they look for younger players that can develop and have a long period to do so. So he dropped and he went to the Titans. So... I don't know. We'll see how it fits. I personally don't think he's going to be great, but we will see. Then we had my Patriots taking Christian Gonzalez, which I thought was a great pick for us. He was uh, number two corner for most people behind Witherspoon. And we got him at 17. We were able to trade back from 14 to 17. Still get this guy. Very pumped about him. Now we have Bijan Robinson going at eight to the Falcons. And number 12, Jameer Gibbs going to the Lions. Running backs coming really early in this draft. I don't love running backs going early. We've seen time and time again, you can get guys third, fourth round who can be really effective backs in the NFL. Like for the Pats, we had Ramondre Stevenson, Damian Harris as a backfield. And now we have uh, lost Damian Harris to the Bills, which definitely really hurts. But we replaced him with James Robinson. We've got Ramondre. Um, I think we'll be fine, honestly. I think we had a good backfield there. And, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited. I think a lot of teams had really good drafts. I do have some question marks for Detroit in terms of taking uh, Jameer Gibbs, the 12th pick. And I believe Jack Campbell, a linebacker at 18. Definitely some guys I think they could have got later on. But, you know, if those are your guys, go for it when you have your pick. Um, We'll see. You never really know. 
you see all these draft grades and predictions, but we really do not know who's going to be great. We had a big uh, run on receivers in the early 20s. Jackson Smith went to Seattle. He's going to be paired up with Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. That's going to be a nasty receiving core with those three and Geno Smith. Then we also had Zay Flowers going to Baltimore. I think that's an awesome fit. Baltimore got Odell and Zay Flowers to pair with Lamar, and they also have Mark Andrews there. I'm very excited for the Ravens this year. I think they'll be a very good team. And then we had Jordan Addison, who I believe went to... Let me just check real quick. He went to the Vikings in the mid-20s. And we also had Quentin Johnson going to the Los Angeles Chargers. Definitely a fun night. I think there's going to be a lot of good players from this draft class. Not sure about quarterbacks. We will definitely see. But a really fun night with some moves. DeAndre Swift going to the Eagles. Eagles also got Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith from Georgia. Those guys are going to be outstanding, I feel like, in the NFL. Uh, Jalen Carter had a bit of off-field issues. Uh, He had this racing uh, incident where I believe he uh, crashed into someone or someone with him crashed into someone. I don't know the exact story. But uh, someone ended up dying, so there was definitely big question marks about his character. But undoubtedly a great football player, and the Eagles made their defense even stronger with their picks. All right, now we'll just go to some media stuff here uh, in terms of music and movies. We had Jackman from Jack Harlow uh, release a couple weeks ago. I actually really liked it. I shouldn't say I really liked it. I liked it. I thought it was a big step up. I I personally don't think Jack Harlow is any like huge gift to music, some awesome artist. I don't think so. I think he's all right. He'll have some good songs here and there. Um, his last album was not good. The album before this last release, it's very bad. Um, he had some like hits in it, but overall, it just seemed very just fluffy and really lacked any creativity. And this one was a bit more laid back. He had some really cool samples. Definitely heard some like soul type samples in there, which I really loved from him. And I think, I think there were some good songs in there and I'll definitely give him credit. I think this was a big step up and I don't think it was great though. And I respect like it was good. It was a good album, but definitely if you're a big fan of Jack, or if you're Jack himself, I feel like you would want a bit more of just a little more of a, a little more of a swing, you know, a little more of going to make that great project that can be around for ages. And it's just good. It was good. But obviously, some artists are not uh, generational type people, so. Um, some people are just there and they're just good and I can respect that I think it's a solid album from Jack and definitely some songs I'm listening to still today 
And then we have the movie. We have Guardians of the Galaxy 3, the movie of the year, probably, in terms of just, like, sales and stuff. It's going to sell a lot of tickets. It's Marvel. I've said my problems with Marvel in the past. I think they lack creativity. I think there's a lot of the same storyline. And I think it's just easy to market because people know it as superheroes. People like superheroes. It's just kind of easy to access. You don't have to think a lot. But this movie I actually really liked. I thought the story was good. I thought the way that they focused more on Rocket the raccoon than the main character. I thought it was pretty cool. I, I liked how they switched it up a bit. The story was really solid. Love the music. You always get great music from Guardians of the Galaxy. I actually thought the way it was filmed by James Gunn was really good. I think some of the fight, ste- fight scenes that oftentimes feel stale in the Marvel Universe felt really cool by him just changing up the angles, changing up the perspectives of the fights. I really enjoyed that. And overall, it was just a really good feel-good movie. Um, at times, it was really sad. He really... Uh, as weird as uh, weird as this sounds, you really felt for the raccoon who had a bit of a tough life growing up, but was able to find his family with the Guardians of the Galaxy. I really enjoyed it. I would probably give it an 83 out of 100, which is really high for Marvel movies for me. So definitely recommend seeing it. I thought it was a really good experience. Not going to lie, I fell asleep for part of it. I was very tired, but I got the gist of the movie. And, uh, it's definitely very solid. Two and a half hours could have, could it have been an hour and a half, two hours, maybe not an hour and a half, but could have been two hours. Yes, definitely. You could have cut out 30 minutes from that movie and it would have been even better, but I get it. It's one of the bigger releases for Marvel this year. It's going to be a longer movie. Overall, it's really solid though. So definitely a step up from them and really good film. All right, everyone. That's all I'm going to talk about today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I really hope the Celtics win their next game. If not, I'm going to be very, very sad. I, I hope we can get the next two games. It's a race to one for Philly, a race for two for us. We got to win two. Win in Philly, go back to Boston, win there. I hope we have some adjustments. I hope we have Marcus Smart and James Harden. Um I don't even know, man. I just... I hope you don't put Malcolm Brogdon on James Harden anymore. I get that they do a lot of pick and rolls, and there's lots of switching. But I don't know why he's the main player guarding Harden, because I don't think it worked out very well. And then we just got to limit some of the other guys. I think we got to let Embiid do his thing, and then limit the other players around him, and I think we'll be good. And more importantly, just got to make shots. Shot awful the other day. But I think that will change next game. Have faith in y'all. If not, still love you. Still love my Celtics, man. Even though, even when they let me down, still love them. And, uh, yeah, I think that's about it. I, I'm really happy that Jalen Brown's probably going to return because so we can give him the Supermax. So pretty hyped about that. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I hope it will.